WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. Today is World AIDS Day. The day has been observed since 1988 and is meant to increase HIV awareness and knowledge. Jennifer Breyer is a history and gender and women's studies professor at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Breyer is also director of I'm Still Surviving, a living women's history of HIV and AIDS. In a column today for the Washington Post, she writes, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, it's important to remember and reflect on the very real persistence of HIV and AIDS. She spoke to WBEZ's Lisa Labas earlier today, and Lisa started by asking whether the COVID-19 pandemic is similar to the early days of the AIDS epidemic. We are still in a moment of profound inequality and structural racism, and we can see very clearly how those things matter in both cases. So if you think about how we understand essential workers, we know, especially in Chicago, that um, COVID-19 is disproportionately affecting black and brown communities. And that's not because of something biological. That's because of something um, social and economic. Many of them have to work in jobs that don't have sufficient support for people. And those things were true in the 1980s as they are today. And so there's a long history of the sort of pre-existing conditions that matter here. And I want to stay in in the past a little bit. What can that teach us about COVID-19? I think that the people who have survived with AIDS, HIV AIDS, for the last 40 years are the people who can tell us a lot about what we need to do to survive. So the women who are part of the Living Women's History of HIV Project, the majority of whom are Black and Latina, those women are an incredible example of what can happen when we both think about medicine and treatment, as well as think about the kinds of social and emotional supports that need to be in place to help people survive. For them, that really means access to good and quality health care. It means access to housing. It means access to supports for their children. Um, it means employment. So I think that that's one of the things that history can show us, that while we we are all clinging to the hope of a vaccine for COVID-19. Even once we have that vaccine, if we don't begin to think about these larger conditions that make health possible for all of us, we will not, in fact, address the realities of ill health. We need to think more broadly about health and well-being than just about medicine. Can you briefly touch on public awareness and education around AIDS? What is that like today? It's complicated. It's a a patchwork of systems. There are city entities um, in Chicago and certainly in Illinois and in other places like New York and California that are really working to get to no transmission of new cases of HIV. And there are a range of ways that happens. It happens with PrEP pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is a form of taking a a regular dose of treatment as a form of prevention. And it's also about making sure that there is access to um, much-needed drugs, injectable drugs that are working very well. Um, And then the sort of larger history of it is, though, that it requires 
um, very complicated and hard, difficult conversations that we don't always like to have. And so when you, if you listen to the women of the project, you'll really hear some of their ideas for what AIDS education needs to include.